G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A reflection on some history today. Did you know that Queen Elizabeth II had two ceremonies that marked the beginning of her public office? The first was her coronation as Queen, but the second was her coronation as God's Servant. Graham McDonald is back with us today. He's the founder of Did You Know, a network of people passionate about informing the next generation of Australians of our Christian heritage. Graham McDonald, welcome back to 2020. Uh, thanks, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Graham, significant that this history is not particularly well known. Yeah, uh, what what prompted me to sort of move this thing forward, bring it up, was the fact that uh, here in Australia we celebrate the Queen's birthday weekend in June. Um, her, her birthday is actually in April, but um, and I'm thinking, well, you know, a lot of people obviously are going to have a good time and celebrate it, but not really think very deeply about it. And uh, so I thought it's 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 right that people should understand, I suppose, the the depth and the belief systems of our Queen and what's made her such an incredible person. Well, let's talk about this second ceremony, this one that's not televised. Uh, The Queen stood dressed in a simple white dress, devoid of all the decoration. How do you describe what it would have looked like? Well, it's... In, in the original um, filming of the whole coronation, which goes for almost three hours, there's, everything's filmed up to this point where she is then taken aside and, as you've just said, all the, um, she's just brought, only got a simple um, dress on and it's at that point in time that the Archbishop then um, puts oil on her head and on her um, arms and she then says, something like this to to the archbishop. The archbishop says, will you commit yourself to your people and to your God? And she says, at this point, I commit my, my heart and soul to my people and to my God. And this is a very, very sacred ceremonial um, a part of the, the, of the whole institution. Be, because of the time factor, because this goes back over 50 years, uh, there has been uh, more recently on, on film, on the TV actual um filming of that actual event but it's the um but the the biographer who wrote the the royal biographer william shawcross who wrote um her story um he wrote these words it was the moment when the holy oil was applied to her rather than her crowning with st edward's crown of solid gold that was of supreme importance to the queen indeed it was the most solemn and important moment of her entire life and that was her commitment to God and commitment to her people. So, Graham, it was a symbolic act, applying this holy oil, and what it means, I imagine, is being set apart as God's servant. And for someone who is 
the governor of the Church of England and uh, has such a high role uh, in the Commonwealth, that's very significant, isn't it, being God's servant? Well, well, this is it. And I think one of the things is, I think from an outsider, it's hard to imagine that the Queen would be a servant to all. Uh, one, one would assume you're the King or the Queen and everybody does everything for you. But in her role, and she makes a point of this, is that um, she's there to serve. She wants to serve the people. And, and she, on a, numerous occasions through, um, through her, her life, she actually makes that point. It's about being set aside to serve, um, serve the people. Not, not to serve herself, but to serve the people. And you mentioned the royal biographer William Shawcross. And as a source for where this second ceremony uh, information comes from, I imagine that those who are listening in who are real royalists would love to do a little more research. No doubt there is a book available from William Shawcross that might have uh, extra detail. Uh, it's, it's possible. Um, the the uh, book that I actually got was called The Servant Queen and the King She Serves. And um, it I'm not sure that it's actually available. People may try to Google it in on Amazon. But um, it was, I think, only put out mainly to celebrate her uh, 90th birthday in 2016. And I'm not sure whether it's going to go to print or not again. But it's just uh, such an incredible book that right through the book, uh, the, the, the Queen continues with her uh, different, um, particularly the Christmas messages, continues to talk about the, the teaching of Jesus in the area of forgiveness, in the area of um, having love for one another, in the, in the uh, area of service to others. And um, it, it's really, in, in fact, in, in her first, um, first Christmas broadcast, she, she, she's actually written this in the book, she says, um, in her first Christmas broadcast in 1952, I asked the people of the Commonwealth and the Empire to pray for me as I prepared to dedicate myself to their service at my coronation. I have been and remain very grateful to you for your prayers and to God for his steadfast love. I have indeed seen his faithfulness. And so 60-odd years late on, um, she's still being, uh, giving God the praise for the way he's looked after her. And having someone with such strong Christian conviction as the head of the Commonwealth, what are your thoughts, Graham, about what that does for influence, given that she doesn't possess formal power to make political decisions, but she has this wonderful influence across all of those nations of the Commonwealth? Oh, it, what's, what's quite astounding is that, uh, again, when you do research, you find that um, the, there's, there's roughly there's 53 nations that acknowledge um, the Queen as their symbolic leader, their monarch. Um, most of those nations at some point in time were actually um, under the rule of the, of the British Empire. Um, and, and when you look back, it's, during Queen Victoria's time, there was this incredible... Um, the empire just grew and grew and grew, and so there were so many countries that were under their their, their control. After the after the the Second World War, a lot of that changed, but still, 53 nations have chosen to be a part of the Commonwealth, and they acknowledge that um, that she is their queen, um, although she has no authority over that over any of those. 
But because of this role that she has, she's been able to unify all of these 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 countries, and um, th- these these fifty three nations represent roughly about a third of the world's population. Um, half of the top ten global emerging cities in the world are in that in that particular group. Um, it, it's it's incredible, and, and she's because of this unifying. Um, opportunity that she has to bring them all together they've been very instrumental uh, in in sort of bringing a pathway to an end in south africa um there was issues in sri lanka um there's been a whole range of different events and circumstances that um because of this unified uh group they've been able to come together they meet every two years there's this um, acceptance of each other, and they're, they're trading. Um, it's one of the largest trading blocks in the world. It's got one of the largest um, um, economic forces in the world as a group. But all this is brought together by the Queen, who, um, as you say, has no, no, no official power over any of them. And it's all that they, they all want to be a part of this, the Commonwealth of Nations. Well, she hasn't travelled as much in recent times, but if there's a few things you know about the Queen, it's her travel and her passion for visiting those nations of the Commonwealth, and it's this weekly meeting with the Prime Minister. And a third thing that is part of her routine is the fact that she attends church, a very significant part of her Christian faith that has continued on in a very consistent way, Graham. Oh, she she is she is a, a real um, keen churchgoer, and as I say, when you read through um, her her speeches at, at the different um, Christmas events or, or other events, um, it's it's all about how she can serve, and that her trust is really in the Lord. It's all about counting on Him to um, to to support her. In fact, in her t- 2008 Christmas broadcast. She said something like this. She said, hope, I hope that, like me, you will be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth, who, often in circumstances of great adversity, managed to live an outgoing, unselfish, and sacrificial life. Then, he go, then she goes on. He makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than in being served. And uh, you know, th- th- this is this is the, this is her secret: is the fact that she's so committed to God and and sort of submissive to His leading and teachings that she's able to do these extraordinary things without any real official power, but is still able to unify countries, is to bring people together. It, it's it's a fascinating story. Well, as you say too, there are a number of sources where you can get information about the Queen, but if listeners would like to read your short, concise, right-to-the-point article, I'll point them to the Did You Know website. Did you know, that's D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. That's D-I-D-U-N-O dot I-N-F-O for the website for Did You Know, the network of passionate people wanting to inform the next generation of Australians about our Christian heritage and the founder of Did You Know Network is Graham MacDonald. Graham, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.